Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. Well, hello, everybody. I'm excited to be covering a topic that I've had on my list really since the beginning of the podcast. And for one reason or another, it's kept getting pushed back. But I really see God's hand in the timing for a couple of reasons. And one is personal. And that is because when I first thought about having this conversation on creativity, I was um, mostly just wanting to listen in and learn from people who I thought were totally different than me. So it was more of a curiosity thing. And I figured it would be the same for most live listeners who aren't necessarily like the artsy type but I'm fascinated by artsy people and people who are gifted with creativity and so I just wanted to chat and hear from them but um, through various means over the past few years I feel like God's given me a much broader vision for what creativity can look like and that it's not just the ability to paint which I cannot do um, or decorate or take great pictures but that it can look so many different ways and I found myself enjoying expressing creativity in ways that I never expected and then seeing what a joy it can be personally and how it can really bless others. I think the shift in my thinking is well illustrated through the book, The Hidden Art of Homemaking by Edith Schaefer. Um, and this book is it's an older book about 50 years ago, and it's her theological apologetic for everyday creativity in the life of a Christian with a lot of practicals. And a friend gave it to me like four or five years ago, and I barely made it through the first few chapters and gave it back and was just like, this is not for me. And a, a huge reason for that was I had just had like I had small children so everything seemed overwhelming I'm just like this is not something I need in my life um, but I read it this spring and loved it and I think the difference was actually having experienced the joy and blessing of creativity and that helped me to actually resonate with what she was saying about um, why creativity is important for Christians and though I don't have a fraction of the gifting of the ladies who are going to be sharing I have come to see creativity as something for everyone who is made in God's image um, which we'll be talking about and so that's been a huge paradigm shift for me personally and that makes me excited about this topic and inspiring others in it um, and the second reason I'm excited is that in God's providence Lillian came to us recently with an idea for actually applying what we're going to talk about so she's going to share about that at the end, so stay tuned. But first, ladies, my panel of experts. <laughs> no, but um, I'm excited to hear from you ladies. Um, tell a little bit about yourselves and about your artistic background and endeavors. I am Lisa Clow. Um, I am um, an illustrator and graphic designer, uh, surface designer, um, and then basically a freelance artist and performer and writer. Um, but I grew up, my dad's a children's illustrator and graphic designer, and so I grew up um, with his studio in my bedroom when I was really little. And then as we got older, it hit, kind of made its way around the house. Um, and so creativity and the arts were always really encouraged uh, in our house. And it wasn't really anything fancy, but just as I got older, they were like, yeah, you should paint this, or yeah, you should go do this for schooling, because I thought, oh, I'm going to do, literally thought I was going to go to culinary school, and then I thought, mm -hmm. oh, then I'm, now I'm going to do hair. Um, I'm going to be a cosmetologist, or a makeup artist, or um, a hairdresser, or then 
basically I just had too many ideas. And then I ended up <laughs> doing marketing, dropping out of school and working as a performer um, for Dolly Parton's Imagination Playhouse. <laughs> and then I ended up later going back to school and getting um, a degree in graphic design uh, at Pellissippi State. And, um, and now I just do lots of random things to mm-hmm. make money and serve. Mm-hmm. My name is Lillian Prince and I, as she's saying all the things that she does, I, you know, I currently am not, because I, I did have photography business for 10 plus years, but I've recently stopped. A lot of people still ask me, do you still do photography? And I, I don't, but I did weddings and family things. I did Lisa's wedding. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. It was kind of like my artistic outlet for just during the years that we were having babies because we have four kids. And Ryan was starting a business, so it was to supplement because there are times he was having no work, essentially. Um, but prior to that, growing up, my mother is an excellent watercolors painter. Um, and she went to school and taught herself. Like, she I, she absolutely had the gifting for it. Um but went to school and taught herself. And then to make money, she would teach art classes to children. And of course, she's bringing them into the home. And so she would be like, you are also going to sit and take this art class. <laughs> and me and my rebellious, probably fourth grade kind of age was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, yes, you are. And even as a small child, I, I did, I could draw things and see things well, but she was like, you need to learn fundamentals. So she taught me the absolute basic fundamentals of just drawing, which is, if you have that, it is just, it can just take you to a lot of places in any medium. When I say medium, I mean like watercolor, clay, sculpture, just like whatever you're using to make something. And so she taught me that, and I remember just really kicking back because I wanted to be like, I don't want to make this apple red. I want to make it pink. (laughs) She'd be like, no. You know, she was literally teaching me just this, just like to me what was boring. But having that, and then I went to art school because I just loved all things. I was like, I want to do clay. I want to do sculpture. I want to do photography. So I did all of that, majored in, got a fine art major in drawing, and I had aspirations like I was like, I wanted to make art, sell art, and I wanted to teach art. Like that was what I was going to do. But instead, I got married right quick away and had to make money. So picking up the photography was just like a, a way for me to still tap into that. And it was interesting because it really serves a larger scope of people like an immediate way and it, it's like really dear whereas if I'm doing an art show it's like some people might like it but most people won't and someone might buy something you know and it was just interesting to see how it served people so seeing the gift all of a sudden could serve a large scope of people so currently I'm not doing any photography and I'm not making art for anyone but just myself like I just will make stuff at home and stuff so that's currently what and Ryan does say that my role is that I'm CEO of our home so (laughs) I like okay if I have a title and put on my desk that is what it is just of our household like he's like you run this house and so I 
take that seriously. So, and I'm sure you do it creatively. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Kate Buck, and uh, what should I tell? I'm from Knoxville, and I, I think I always had. I mean, from a very young age, it was kind of clear that, that I was gravitated towards creativity and art and, um, you know, all through grade school. I love taking art classes and um, Lisa, I laugh because I, I know the meanderings of like, mm-hmm. I could try this, I could mm-hmm. do this. And I remember before I went to college, I was like, Dad, I want to be a florist. And he was like, nope, try again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, he told me I could get an art degree if I studied business. I had a business minor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to, I was at the University of Tennessee. I got a degree in um, fine art with a concentration in painting mm-hmm. with the idea to teach went through some teaching classes and realized it's not my gifting. <laughs> I could do it, but it was not my gifting. I love to make and create. And so after so, lots of more meandering, I, I now work as a full-time designer, graphic designer for a small branding firm where I get to tell the stories of other brands and I get to uh, serve other people by telling their stories well and beautifully. And then I also, I manage a... Um, private artist studio. Uh, we host 14 artists. I do that with my sister-in-law and we also have studios there. And then I still maintain a practice of painting and ceramics. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot right now. It's so fun though. It's, That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. All right, before we dive into our topic, Kate, will you <laughs> share your testimony? <clears throat> I would love to. Um, I think, you know, even thinking about it related to creativity, I could mm-hmm. see very clearly how the Lord has redeemed this gift. Um, you know, growing up, I I think a lot of my, I thought I was a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, you know, once this gift was kind of identified, I saw a lot of identity in it. Mm-hmm. I kind of hung my hat on, this is what I'm good at, this is what I do, and mm-hmm. um, Jesus was this person that I brought my uh, my good works to and my achievements to and um, I didn't see my need for him uh, so you know I lived went, went to church growing up and uh, I think it was close to the end of my junior year the Lord was really it was the Holy Spirit looking back now but I remember like having this sense of dread like this knowledge of like I am not good like I I do all these good things but I know at my core I'm not a good person and I think the Lord kind of brought different people to me in different scriptures of like that feeling that you're feeling mm-hmm. is like, okay, you're standing before a holy God, like your good things are just dirty rags. And um, it was almost like this Isaiah 6 moment where um, I saw the Lord and I saw myself before him. And um, I think through VFC and several people, the Lord, like Jesus was just there. He showed mm-hmm. up and was like, have a remedy for this you know like I came and I died for you and um I love you and so yeah Jesus became sweet he became beautiful for the first time and really like flipped this idea of uh or this gift of creativity now it was this joyful thing and mm-hmm. um and there was a pendulum swing then I can just see over the past decade how he's continually been sanctifying and redeeming this gift mm-hmm. Um, to enjoy him more and serve others. So, yeah. That's great. Very encouraging. Well, okay. 
Um, the first thing I want to talk about is just uh, a kind of a foundational understanding of creativity in terms of being made in God's image. We know he's our creator. He created the world. He created beauty. And he gave us the capacity to be creative. So I would love for you guys to talk about that. What have you learned about um, creativity as a way to glorify God and image God? Yeah, so for me, um, I, it really depends on how you base your worldview. So as we as Christians um, base our creativity on a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So the with Scripture and the beginning of Scripture starts with the creation mm-hmm. and it ends with the new creation. And so... So to illustrate that, um, what I do with all the kids that I've taught um, over the years Mm -hmm. is I have them sit at a table with nothing on their table, and I make them put their hands in the air and their palms up, and I say, okay, when I come back, you have one minute, and I want you to have made me something. And they look at me, and they're like, what no and they start some start whining and some start laughing and then the whole room like we all agree like this is a ludicrous request for me to say Mm -hmm. with nothing I need you to make me something um and they're like nobody can do that I said well actually I know someone who can and who did and they're like oh god god does that Mm -hmm. and um, it sounds cute, but it's actually very true. Like he created the universe um, by his word. And the only thing that we can come close to doing that similarly, if that makes sense, is uh, none of the kids are like, none of them sing me a song. None of them tell me a story. And none of them have ever so far given me an idea um, for something to create and but even if you unpack the that that's not um, original we didn't we don't create the notes we sing we didn't create the tone of our voice we don't create the characters we base our stories from or the sunset we're describing or um, and so every Christians we realize that our palette um, was given to us by God our mm-hmm. tools are given to us by God and so um, everything we make originates from him um so that's where i start with that conversation yes mm-hmm. yes i 100 percent agree i 100 percent agree with that just i i think as for christians to think like it's to go to the theology like to go to the bible and see you know what the questions like Oh, well, who is God? Well, he is the ultimate creator. Okay, and so in making us, we're a reflection of his image. So what does that mean for us? Are we, you know, what is beauty? And are we, you know, what is our command as we live, like as a reflection of God? What are we supposed to mimic? You know, these kinds of questions you ask yourself as a Christian, and then it changes the way, like for me, even as a young little girl taking our classes from a mom or going to college and taking our classes to all of a sudden intersect those thoughts of, okay, well, I'm seem to be good at, like, I just thought I was just born this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gene from my mom. But then to intersect with 
okay, when I became saved, and all of a sudden, well, there's a little more information there, like, that changes this, like, it's not just, I'm just lucky, you know, I have this, but that it's, I'm getting a little segment, I'm, I'm almost, he's lending me a little bit of his creativity, mm-hmm. so if you, like, imagine a beach of sand, and that's God's vast creativity, and I get a little teeny tiny grain of sand, mm-hmm. you know, that just, so I get a share in his glory. And so I want to now reflect his glory when I'm making things. I'm not just making things to just, just for myself. I'm making it for other people. But then I am called to enjoy it too for mm-hmm. myself, you know. So it's this balance. But just thinking about who God is and who we are in God. And, you know, we are called to, you know, some people would say like, well, I'm not an artist like you. I can't make a painting, but you are still called as a person, as a Christian to create and to make like that is also your, your calling, not just mine. And so we all share that. So when people come to me and say, you know, that's just not like my wheelhouse, like that's yours and not mine. I want to be like, no, no, it is yours, you know, and let me tell you why. But I think just if we come to get down to the theology and learn like what it is God's telling us, in scripture about creation, who he is and who we are. Like that really changes a lot about how, for me, how I'm going to live my life as whether, you know, as an artist or just like what I'm doing in my life in these, like in Edith Schaefer's books, like she calls these hidden arts. Um, it really changes that whole scope of how I look at it, how I live my life. So, um, so good. Lisa, I love that you talked about like, God provides the palette, right? Like yes. everything yeah. we have, God has already given us. Like mm-hmm. he's, it's almost like this, I read somewhere, like it's almost like we have this desire to create cosmos out of chaos. Mm, like yes. we want to, mm, absolutely. you know, bring meaning or, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, well, I was just going to say, as you're talking about that, like just when God created the world in Adam and Eve, his mandate to us was to, subdue and to fill the earth like we are to bring order mm-hmm. you know we we're called over. to bring mm-hmm. order and it doesn't mean like we're going to be like ocd and like you know make our books in like a rainbow cup you know which is beautiful <laughs> but it's like we are bringing order and that simply you could do that like when you put your pillows nicely on your couch yes. or put like arrange your books on your coffee table and look like that is you're fulfilling that like call like for order and like so when you were talking about that it just made me think about that yeah another thing I was thinking about is just my personal experience with creating very much feels like an act of worship you know like we are the only part of God's creation like we're made in his image but Mm -hmm. and that's a part of himself that he gives to us like we're the only part of creation that's also able to be creative which is just such a gift and Mm -hmm. I think he does call of us to that mm-hmm. um i'm able to use that gift to tell other mm-hmm. people's stories to tell his story mm-hmm. and uh, it's this horizontal and vertical kind of mm-hmm. that's good orientation of yeah. it so lillian you alluded to people who would just not put themselves in the creative category and um, like i said i definitely would not have put myself in that category but you're all talking about how we're made in god's image he's a creator mm-hmm. this is part of um, what what we do as humans and especially as Christians who who 
um, know the theology of who God mm-hmm. is. And um, so I'm going to read part of a quote from Edith Schaefer. Um, she says, we are created in the image of a creator. So we are on a finite level, people who can create. Why does man have creativity? Why can man think of many things in his mind and choose and then then bring forth something that other people can taste, smell, feel, hear, and see? Because man was made in the image of a creator and created that he might create. But um, what about people who are still not convinced? What would you say to encourage people who are like, I I can't do any of the things you guys are describing? What would you say to them? I think, well, I would... I, I can understand why they would say that. I can, because sometimes I say, I don't, I can't do math well, it's not in my brain. You know, like I literally, but then also, if I put my mind to it, and I put myself to the discipline of learning math, I could, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, and so I think people can ha- be tempted to say, to think of cre- like artist or creativity as like a box and if I don't even like if I don't enjoy it or if I can't even do it well then I just don't fit in that box so I'm just gonna just walk away from that like I don't fit in that category but I think even with art like as we talk about all the different things that we do there's a there's a discipline to it so it's not like we just woke up and like Lisa's like writing songs and like you know when she's like a baby you know (laughs) but it's just like you first you know and even all you know we were all talking about like different and we wanted to do hair or whatever and all the things but like as you put your foot in something that you're making something you might find like say for instance if I'm like and I don't know how to paint say I don't know how to paint and I'm like I'm gonna do I'm gonna try oils I start doing oils and I'm like I think watercolor is more my jam but you wouldn't have known that until you've picked up a paintbrush and gotten to a place where, like I really love watercolors and then I'm just like rocking and rolling with watercolor and so I think for people who would say like I don't fit in this box this is not what I do I'm in this lane I would say to them like like let's tr- I will teach you let's try like let's try something and it doesn't have to be painting could be embroidery it could be um baking bread you know that is making something you know to create is to bring something out of it you know to bring it into existence and of course we cannot we're not god we can't just make we don't create the flour and the sugar we are taking tools to then create something but you are doing that act and so i would say to that person like you know it's not just something that you just are going to fall into. Like, let's just try. Like, try anything. And to encourage them and tell them and say, like, you, your first thing you paint or thing you make or whatever, like, you learn, it's not going to be excellent. It's probably going to be, like, okay. But, yeah. like, just keep on doing it. Or maybe you might mm-hmm. see, like, I don't like that. I'm going to try this. But it's going to put you on a path. And then if you just have this mentality of like, I'm just going to just learn and make. I just want to make. Let me just try this and try this and try this. And you just have that mentality of trying and not being afraid. Then at the end of your life, you're going to be really good at something. Like maybe you're like awesome at gardening, you know. Um, But I just think like our call as Christians is to like, to not, like we are to 
like be fruitful and multiply and make and create and be bountiful and that glorifies God. So that just, it doesn't mean that you do things all excellently. Like it could be just you do, like you cook okay, but you're really great at crocheting, you know, Mm -hmm. or like, Mm -hmm. and then also that you would bring other people with you to be like, let's do this thing together. So I think that's great. Thanks for leading us on. I think that's your question. Um, but to agree with you, mm-hmm. I think you're right. There is a wider application of like yeah. ways you can be creative. And sometimes there this, is this narrow mind of like it looks like the arts or right. singing or writing. And it's right. like there's this wide variety yes. of creativity the Lord wants us to experience mm-hmm. with him. And one thing I think about in my practice is like, you know, there is discipline. Like I go to work every day and I'm cre I have to be creative because yes. it's my job. So yeah. I you know, I am given a talent from the Lord and I can mm-hmm. work as hard as I want, but at the end of the day, like I and I'm enabled to be creative by the Spirit of God and I yeah. have to like invite him into that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's even opportunity for like mm-hmm. Lord, I want to do this with you, like collaborate with you and making and um I need him. I think I'm yeah. aware of that in my making. and Yeah. Yeah. So people do come to me often and they ask me like about why they're, they're not creative and how come I'm, my creativity is more pronounced or whatever. And I do feel like society right now we're in the, we're coming out of the maker movement. Um, and I was just thinking about how the Israelites, they were creative. The Corinthians were creative. The people in the Old Testament, the New Testament were creative. And what did that look like when they didn't have HGTV? They didn't mm-hmm. have DIY Network or Joanna Gaines mm-hmm. telling them, oh, you should ship up your home like this or right. whatever, you know. And so Pinterest creates this pressure mm-hmm. um, that we should, It creativity looks a certain way. Yeah. And... Um, I was just thinking about how neat it is that creativity is seen in every culture Mm -hmm. over all of time and it looks different to different levels like Mm -hmm. you were saying and um, so I was just thinking like maybe you aren't artistically gifted um, but and that it's okay to own that and say yep I am not very artistic and um, and that's okay Mm -hmm. But I think, um, I think people a lot of times are just afraid to look silly um, mm-hmm. and we're afraid to try new things. Um, and so my encouragement would be like just what you said, like I just assume I'm going to be bad at it mm-hmm. um, for a while um, and just enjoy the process of learning something. And I think it's okay. It's mm-hmm. not just relieve yourself of the pressure um, and ask God to broaden your scope for what creativity could mean in your life. And so I just, like my husband is incredibly creative, but he cannot, he can't, his hand, his handwriting is, oh oh, gosh, like you couldn't read it. Um, I couldn't read his note the day of our wedding because it was so bad. I have a picture of me like laughing that you took. And anyway, we were laughing at our, at my, on our anniversary, we looked at the pictures. But anyway, I was just thinking like, he's a brilliant brainstormer 
and idea maker, mm-hmm. and he can. Um, one of his gifts is he sees a, a load of junk and he can fit it into the tiniest space. And like, it's just, they, people think that it's a light, right brain versus left brain situation and creativity is not mm-hmm. one or the other. It's, it's connecting the two. Yeah. And um, some people are just really, really creative at being thoughtful mm-hmm. and intentional and um, engineers and inventors mm-hmm. and woodworkers and, you know, what did that, what does that look like for you? And just maybe mm-hmm. ask God real quiet prayer. Show me how I can be creative in my life. Um, if that's something mm-hmm. you feel inclined to. Yeah, I was going to say while you were saying that, just like that, um, you know, God is the only one that when he created the world, he said, and it was good. <laughs> you know, how many times do you make something, whether it's setting a table or making art, that you just started like, not you're like it's not done yeah you know yeah. you just even when you have it on a wall in an art show you're just like still critical like you just can't say it's done it's good it's perfect and years later you go back and you like even now I have paintings from college I'm just like if I could just go back and I just want to paint over that <laughs> I can't do that but it's just so we're limited like we are 100% limited and if we can understand that and know like God is the only one that does things perfectly well yeah we just we're just not going to we just can't and just to be thankful to discover the ways or ask the Lord to show like you said just to pray and show us and just be faithful to just try and do it I think people would be really really surprised and shocked like I just did that I can do that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it would really, it, there's really joy in it. It mm-hmm. really blesses you when you make something like, cause it is a work. It's a good work and you, God fills you with joy when you just make some, when you bring beauty in the world and you make something. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like the distinction you made between being artistic and being creative. Because I think I always mm-hmm. put the two as the same. And yeah. that's when I'm like, well, yeah. I'm just not either. And it's like, I am not artistic, but there, I can express creativity. Mm-hmm. I am right brain all day, every day. But like, there are ways that I can express creativity that are different, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I like that you guys talked about that it is broad and it's diverse and everyone is gifted creatively, but not everyone is an artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you guys have talked about this a little bit, but you've all participated kind of in the art world and the maker scene, but how is a Christian perspective on these things different? I I just think we all know this can go badly. Um, You know, I I assume if you're gifted, like the temptation is to glorify yourself and compete with others. Conversely, if you don't think you're great, you compare and don't just give up, feel discouraged. Um, I think another huge temptation right now with the creativity thing is just trying to have this perfect Instagram Mm -hmm. life, house, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. yard. Um, And so, and then like that, not actually blessing anyone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, kids don't enjoy living in a perfect house. Mm -hmm. I know that. Um, And so I think a biblical perspective can really help combat all the temptations that can Mm -hmm. come with that. So I'd love to hear you guys talk about what the temptations you've seen um, and how has, have you um, fought those with a biblical perspective? Great. I can start. Um, I think, you know, going through art school and kind of traversing this art world, there is a very diverse Mm. showing of what art is and what's um, praised in the world. And um, it can be conflicting as a Christian sometimes. You're like, what is 
what is artwork? Like, what is, one, what is art? That's a question itself. But two, like, what is good art? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, scripture even tells us um, in Philippians, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's almost a helpful standard for thinking Mm -hmm. about and calling out beauty in the world that we see around us, you know? Um, Also, like, in this world where we're, you know, thinking about Pinterest and how it, um, there's this, there's this copying or almost this wanting of Mm -hmm. you see something and you want it. I think the Lord's slowly been teaching me to almost see things and enjoy them for what they are like Mm -hmm. see that it exists and give him glory like wow that that house is beautiful like that's amazing that that exists and that person created it so I'm kind of kind of having the Lord you know work on my heart and give me gratefulness for other Mm -hmm. gifts and talents and um yeah 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 I, I would agree a similar just with being in art school you're, there's just so much pr- like it's it's worldly you know you're in, it's not like I was at a Christian art school which that would be amazing <laughs> but it's very worldly so you have the pressure of just you're constantly being critiqued and so just the divide of like making art in the world versus making art as a Christian it's very it's very different and it's um it's challenging. I think it's really challenging. But I think if you can come to it and you can just submit it to the Lord and say, Lord, this is from you. I want to honor you. I want to glorify you. It's just something really beautiful come out of that. And it really blesses like you as an artist. like blesses me. Um, so just, I don't remember the question, but I think that's kind of, you were talking about um, art as a Christian, but just remember distinctly in college just being it kind of burns you out a little bit I was like can I just go paint something pretty and not have anyone say anything about it you know um but anyways it's very interesting it's just it's something that you have to combat as a Christian to really dig into scripture and to submit it to the Lord and trust him and just make something beautiful because you want to make something beautiful you know yeah so I like to think about what makes I start I'm starting with what makes me the same as the unbeliever um, in the arts. Like, we're, I have so many friends who aren't believers, but we have like, similar taste in movies. Mm-hmm. We have similar taste in books and art, and just you know, we follow the same people on Instagram. And I think collectively, everybody loves a good, beautiful movie or really mm-hmm. insightful quote in a book or whatever and when you watch something that evokes uh, a feeling in you you want to know at least I do I want to know who made that and Mm -hmm. so I'm looking up the director I'm looking up who did that Mm -hmm. set design who did those costumes for that musical Um, who wrote that quote what quote is from what Mm -hmm. character said that in what book Mm -hmm. you know and and Believer and unbeliever, like we are just so drawn to origin. And but the thing that separates us as creative Christians um, is when we make something. Hopefully, this makes sense. I feel like our creativity um, is like a net 
and we are fishers of men and and we are casting Mm -hmm. our art into the world and drawing people in by this beautiful thing we have made and though it may be just something really simple as cookies for our neighbor or maybe it is a full-on gallery show um it's bringing them into this Mm -hmm. origin of why we made what we made and and there's a story behind it and we're Lord willing, able to share that with them little by little, mm-hmm. where they're like, what is so special about this? And, oh, I was thinking about, like, one of my favorite authors um, is a non-believer, but he writes just so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And um, I like seeing who people are inspired by, like, why do you write this way? And his favorite books at seven, year old, seven years old were the Narnia books. But he, re- he rejects what mm-hmm. they say, but he loves what mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis has to, ha, how he writes his mm-hmm. voice and writing. And I'm like, you are not drawn to C.S. Lewis. You are drawn to the God who inspired these books. And so I think that is what separates us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get practical for um, non-artists, uh, more for just the average gal listening. Um, you, you know, you guys have used your gifts professionally and to bless the community, definitely to bless the church. But for the average woman, woman listening, uh, the place where she'll likely express creativity will be in the hidden art. So that's what Edith Schaefer, she's like, this is the art that we, the creativity that we express that's not our vocation. Um, so just the day-to-day creativity that we express. Um, and so for many of the ladies listening, this will primarily be in her home. So I just wondered what it has looked like for you guys to express creativity in your home. Um, or just everyday life, normal non-vocational life, um, and how has it blessed your family and others? And also, if there's any examples of other people that you've seen do this well, you can share those. Um, So just for me, like I had referenced how there was like a a period where kind of like um, making visual like paintings and stuff I kind of put away because it was just like I had it just for me I was like I don't have the time I'm rearing babies it wasn't a necessity it wasn't like I needed to make money doing it so I put it away and then it was it kind of opened for me just the doors of different ways that I could be creative and artistic in, in my home and it was kind of surprising you know and i don't think it was until years later that I could look back and see that's what I was doing but I was doing it but I didn't know it so for like just anyone in their home like when we're talking about these hidden arts things um in this book she talks about so many like she lists so many things I didn't even like think about she talks about music writing she talks about you know of course like drawing and painting um, so many things and just um, just even simply like to step back and look about like who are the people in your life like who are your people maybe it's your roommate or maybe it's maybe you live alone and you have like a, a neighbor who's widowed or whatever just the people that God's put in your life and just I think to put this in practice is to look about you and to see how can I bless these people around me? Like, is it food? Is it making a lovely room for my guests when they come over? You know, just be thoughtful through those things. 
you know, we all have to eat, even if you're just feeding yourself. You know, we all have to make food. So, well, since we have to do it anyways, why don't we try to get good at it and, like, maybe try new things with cooking or, you know, discover or research or whatever and, you know, explore that, which is cooking. And then you could take a meal over to a friend or whatever. Like, just putting yourself into that. So it's not necessarily, like, hanging artwork in your house, which it can be. But it's just something just can be very simple it's just you just have to open your eyes and look about you and think you know who can I serve and what or what am I doing that I can bring someone else in like if I want to learn how to make pasta like let me bring someone in my life over and let's just do it together you know and then just explore and get good at it so that would just be my thought to someone who is just wanting some help with this and just direction Okay, so when I think about uh, creativity, um, I automatically maybe <laughs> everyone's financial situation is different, and so I just all I see dollar signs even. Mm. Um, so it's like people are like, "Oh, this is what mm. how a bathroom should look organized mm-hmm. in a really spa like bathroom," and I'm just thinking, "Do you realize how expensive those mm-hmm. organizing bins cost?" Mm-hmm. Um, the clear ones from the home edit, you know, um, <laughs> and, and even then going to the dollar store and getting 10, that's 10 bucks. Like that, mm-hmm. it, that's hard. And yeah. so I've remember like a few years ago, I was like, Lord, I just need you to help me be creative with our budget, um, around our house and, um, and how can I do fun things with the kids around the house or even in college, it was like, I want to decorate my room or I want to paint my room, but I don't have money to even do that. So, mm-hmm. um, that I'm just aware of that right now when we're thinking like, Oh, go take an art class or make a meal for someone. I've not made meals for people for years. Cause that's just not where we're at. I can't, we can't really go that route. And so what I've started, I started doing was I just, um, could afford some stationery and some really cute stamps and um, tried to think of like creative cards. Mm-hmm. So if somebody um, says something in passing to me, I'm able to send them a note, you know, and kind of put like a cute sticker or something. I don't know. That might sound really cheesy. But for me, it was like, oh, this is a way for me to be creative outside mm-hmm. of making money, you know, and, and blessing other people. Because I think create creativity creates connection mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also very intertwined with giving. And um, I think that's one other reason to pursue creativity. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, like, gardening, um, journaling. Journaling is, you. I, it's just like your free private place to mm-hmm. draw or doodle or write um, that nobody is going to see, um, Lord willing. And um, anyway, I just think journaling, Play-Doh, no matter how old you are, <laughs> is really fun to have around the house. And then, um, I don't know, I just liked what you said, mm-hmm. like asking somebody who knows how to do something that you don't um, and inviting mm-hmm. them over. I don't know. I think that's yeah. that's a super good idea. When I was just thinking about like the whole budgetary thing, because... I, I remember doing some really crazy things to try to make my house beautiful, like <laughs> bad, bad things. 
But it's just what we had. Like, we had a sectional, but we needed, we took apart the sectional to, to make it look like two couches. And you know how that just looks weird. And it was, like, like given to us, and it was, like, scratchy. And so I went to, like, Big Lots. And I was like, let me find the prettiest fitted sheet here <laughs> and I'm gonna like put it over and not and like make it look like it's a new cover and I'm gonna just like I always like had it anytime someone said I had like when they got up I had a karate chop of the sheet back in to make it look like it was and it was terrible but it was like as long as I got those karate chops in and it looked neat it was like like it was okay you know yeah. but it's like you can get creative at home even though you don't you can't get the organizing bins or like I had gone recently to someone's home and she just was like, I feel stuck with my home feels like stuck. And so I just took down her decor and moved it around, Mm. you know, just like sometimes you just need someone to come over and just like, you know, look at things differently, moved it. So she spent zero money, moved things around, had a couple of things put away and she was just like, whoa, you know, and that gave her the desire to then do the thing in her home, which she'd been putting off, which was like paint a wall. And then she started just going on this, like, now I'm going to replace this, you know, whatever. And it was just like, she spent zero money. But it's just, sometimes we can just move things around. And that creativeness just can, like, I don't know. I just thought that was just very, like, interesting that she just obviously was like, thank you for coming. I was like, I did nothing but move stuff around. Mm -hmm. We spent no money. Yeah. It helped her get on a path of, like, creativity. So that was... I love that. I love the idea of, like, bringing people into it. Like, say you have a desire. I want to try this one thing. And I know this person has experience. Mm -hmm. Like, even us last night, bouncing ideas off each other. It's just so effective. And, you know, there's joy in that process. So I think bringing people into those ideas, if you have a little inkling or desire, like, Mm -hmm. get people together. Um, You know, or even, like using creativity you know when I was in college or single like I love thinking about how can I bring people together like mm-hmm. what's a way to cultivate yeah. conversation yeah. or create a space where people feel yes. comfortable like using creativity yeah. in that way was mm-hmm. always really fun you know whether it was like let's do a progressive dinner or let's right. like do a theme yes. yeah. thinking creatively about people and hospitality mm-hmm. that yes. was always really you know, and I was just thinking, too, about, like, the whole food thing. Because there's – food costs money. Mm-hmm. And, but if you want to be hospitable and it's difficult, you can do something really simple. Like, do you want to come over for tea? You know, and just mm-hmm. put some flowers on, have some tea. And, like, maybe just, like, get some crackers out. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this four-course meal with, like, you know, <laughs> wonderful dessert. Like, it doesn't have to be that. But yeah. I think it's, like – Bringing people into your home is such a ministry. So just, like, why don't you come over and have, like, coffee together and just make it thoughtful. Like, put a nice mug out with, like, a little thing with flowers and just makes that person feel special. Even though you didn't, like, make them, like, an extravagant dessert or something to go with it. It just makes them feel like she thought of me and I'm in her home. And that really will bless them, Mm -hmm. you know. I was thinking one way to help us kind of think about creativity, um, be less intimidated by it, mm-hmm. um, was if we think about it as playing a little bit more in our life, like having, just including play in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of takes the pressure off where it's like, oh, I'm just going to play with this piece of paper or play, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. but And then it kind of broadens like what you 
do in your home. Yeah. I don't know. Or like, yeah, I'm going to tell my kids this bedtime story in five minutes and I'm going to wing it and <laughs> they're going to somehow love it and laugh at you at the same time. But, I mean, I very much feel like if I'm doing something in a creative artist artistic sense if it's not fun like why am I doing it? like yeah, if there's not the yeah. play involved like yeah. what's, yes, what am I true. doing why I'm not alive to it or yes it's like a chore mm-hmm. yeah that's really good I like what you said about how creativity should be fun and Lisa your story about telling stories to your kids because I do think it really was my kids getting older and of the age where they just really appreciate any creative attempt that I make and their bar is so low so it's great it's very satisfying but I do think I began to appreciate creativity more and more um, and what a blessing it can be through them and just um you know, they're just so blessed by anything, whether it's food or fun activities, silly songs, silly stories, um, you know, cooking with me, gardening with me, whatever it is. Um, I think they, you know, it does make it fun. And I think when it started to become more fun through them, I just, I, I appreciated creativity even more. And along with that, as I was thinking about this conversation, I was thinking of different things people have done that were just just a tiny bit of creativity, like no big deal, but they've mm-hmm. stood out in my mind. Like I was remembering from years ago, this memory came back of when I moved. I had lived with uh, three other girls, and so it was the day I was moving to Knoxville. Kevin came in, and one of the girls and a guy from our church decided to make everyone crepes, and it was a mess and a hassle, but like it was so special, and mm-hmm. everyone loved it, and it was just something creative, something different. Yeah. And like last year, some friends had me over for my birthday. And the lady, like, had her, I think she had her kids, like, pick out these, like, she would say cheesy Hawaiian decorations. Like, has nothing to do with, like, anything. But, like, it blessed me. Like, looking back, like, those little, like, paper things and we had the lays. Like, it was some extra piece of creativity. It it didn't cost much. But it was, like, it made it festive and celebratory. So I've just been thinking of memories of, like, I think sometimes... Creativity really just communicates love and care and intentionality. And um, so it can really be a blessing in that way. So so on that note, though, um, Lillian, you have an idea for a project where we can put some of this into practice. So can you describe it to us? Do we have a name yet? So we don't have a name, but we will. Okay, stay tuned for the name. There's not a name. But so the whole idea is... And, and we're all talking, they, really, this is the foundation. Everything we're talking about here is the foundation for this. And it really is is to bring the community we have around us in our church, the women in our, in our church, to come together and do a series of kind of workshops, like teaching workshops. So if we look over the next year, one each quarter, beginning in the fall. Um, and in this, we're just kind of looking into the women in our church and finding some women who excel at some things like flower making or baking or home decor and teaching other women like a skill in it or showing them, hey, here's something you can do or um, even like watercolor and just thinking of how like we would teach these women, like women in the church, one little thing and help give them kind of like a boost, a start to do this thing. And I think, you know, in this world right now, we can absolutely 100% go find a tutorial on floral making or <laughs> bread class, making. Yeah. I mean, it's endless. You can watch, there's shows, there's probably a whole series on things like this. 
But I think what's really special and unique and what makes it um, just different is that you have a real life person and you're doing with real life people, you know? And I think like if you were to watch, um, you know, like we talked about Joanna Gaines, she's definitely gifted and you watch her make something out of nothing and it's amazing. You either are one really inspired and you think that is amazing. I'm going to start shiplapping my house or whatever, (laughs) or you're a hundred percent discouraged and think I could never ever do that, you know? And I just, for me, just seeing, I want to learn from the women in our church. I know that there are women in our church who just are excellent at many things, and I want to learn. But just, I think it's like we're all in this world of social media. We're kind of all on our own little islands, and we're like looking at social media, trying to learn things. And it's like if we could all just come on the same island, we would be so much more like. We could just trade ideas, just share ideas, and encourage each other, and then have this community that we can go to. Like it's a, it's around us. It doesn't have to be on Instagram or Pinterest. And those things, I 100% will go on Pinterest to try to jumpstart an idea. But to go to someone, a woman, and to have her teach under the umbrella of all we're talking about theologically, biblically as Christians. It's just a big difference, and I think a lot of women just sometimes we just need that little, that one domino to come down, and then it'll just just a ripple effect. Like we just need that one encouragement for someone to say, "You can do this because you're made in God's image, and we're gonna do this. Let's do it together." So I think my hope for this is that women will come who may be intimidated and may not feel like that this is something that they can do. That they will come and they will be. Very surprised to see that this is something they can learn and they could do and be creative in their own homes um, and bring people along with them. Great. Well, thank you, ladies. This was fun. This was such a fun conversation. I'm excited about um, this project, and we'll give it a name someday. (laughs) And keep your ears peeled. We will definitely announce it and let everyone know the details of it as they come into being. Um, We mentioned... Edith Schaefer, Hidden Art of Homemaking. It's in the bookstore. Do not be deterred by the hideous cover. Um, It's some 70s (laughs) glory there. Interesting that a book on creativity is kind of ugly, but it is. Um, And uh, also the title, I feel like, doesn't do it justice. But it's, it's just, it's a great jumping off point. She covers so many different things and avenues of creativity, even like creative recreation, which I thought was odd, but I've been thinking about it ever since. And um, she talks about integration, and by that she actually means diversity, like social, cultural, age, racial diversity, and how that is how we can learn creativity and express creativity. Um, Anyway, just a lot of really uh, interesting ideas. Definitely some like cute, quaint, old-fashioned like practicals. It's like, oh, I don't even think that product exists anymore. Um, (laughs) But I really love her her theological foundation and where she takes it. It's it's really helpful. So I do recommend that book. And again, I want to thank you ladies for being here and sharing with us. And thanks to everyone who listened.